Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Best part about this one, there's a dog here. There is. There's a dog right here. His name's Gromit. This is already the best interview we've ever done. If you could only watch three wrestling matches, what would they be and why? This is what I'm asking some of wrestling's best. In the ring, outside the ring, behind the scenes, or behind a microphone. I'm Tom Campbell. Thank you for joining me once again on Cultaholic Island for another episode of Desert Island Graps. Joe Hendry, how it is are good you, sir? It's good to see you, man, and Gromit is away. I think anybody that follows you on Twitter uh, will know what the crack is, and I have to ask the question that is burning in people's minds right now, uh, and that is, why were you buying dog biscuits with Lanny Poffo last Saturday night? <laughs> I thought that tweet would get more traction. You know what I'm I saying? I'm really upset that it didn't get yeah, as much I'm traction. I'm like, what as the hell, did. man? Like, so I, this is genuinely what happened, right? So we're on the way to the show. We're in New Orleans, and uh, we decided to pull over. It's um, oh god, I'm, I'm trying to think of everyone. So it's me, Todd. Uh, we got Jay Lethal, Gresham. Haskins and Lanny Poffo, right? Okay. And so we decide that we're going to pull over, get food for the day, get supplies, get everything we need, water, protein, but you know the deal. Right? Yeah. And then Lanny Poffo was just holding a box of dog biscuits <laughs> as, like as a thing, like, check this out. And I said, Lanny, do you mind if I just take a photo of what's going on right now? And, <laughs> and there we were. So, you know. That did just it just felt like a moment I had to document because <laughs> it was one of those things. If I say it in a podcast, no one believes it. No, it just but the the picture speaks yeah. for itself. And I said, look, I think I win Twitter today, and I, I didn't win Twitter that day. I am just upset that, that there would have been a, a video of a cat falling off a piano that got more likes and retweets yeah. than that, and that's wrong. Th- there, there you go, damn cats again. <laughs> is he a good guy though, Lanny? Yeah, comes yeah, across yeah. as the it's, best. Uh, it's do you know what the the locker room as a whole? It's it's an awesome place to be. It really is. It's uh, it's it's hard not to give cheesy answers, but it's like it, it's what I thought 
the dream of being a wrestler would be you know you're you're seeing new places new cultures um you're learning every day you're up in your game it's that it's comp it's competitive but it's that friendly competition you know what i mean yeah. it's like all right okay well you know i guess we've got to you know go up there and tear it down with a segment or or match or whatever you know it's kind of it's just it's it's really pushing me as a professional and as an athlete and it's uh it was my gut decision and you know it's it, it's paid off sometimes you listen to your gut Always listen to Always your gut. Listen Always to your listen gut. to your gut. It, it knows. Want to get more into uh, your Ring of Honor time very, very mm-hmm. soon. But you're here because we're sending you uh, on a desert island, sadly without Lanny Puffer or any dog biscuits. Shocking behavior. And while you're there, though, we're going to burn onto a DVD for you. Three matches that you are happy to watch again and again and again. Uh, but you choose the matches that go there. So what will be your first match for your DVD, Joe? Okay, I think what I'm going to do is it's, it's so hard to give like, oh, well, here's my favorite matches. Because I know the second that I walk out of here, you know, I'm going to go oh damn it um that i'm gonna be annoyed at myself um now i'm gonna tell you some of my um favorite workers so i think what i'll do is probably start off with um some so for for me um i think i'm gonna kick it off with this is really hard this is really really this is really tough man three matches uh, because there's there's a few i'm toying with and i'll tell you why i want to mention rick flair I have to mention okay. Ric Flair. And the reason is because I think the match that captivated me emotionally the most um, was uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels for, you know, um, when it was uh, Ric Flair's career on the line. I remember watching that. Uh, I think it was Mania 24, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. Um, and that was, you know, just being a teenager at the time. I was literally on the edge of my seat. I remember that moment, you know. Uh, so that holds a special place in my heart. However, a match I tell... Sorry, can you're no. Say, oh, I thought you were. No, you just, no, 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 you, no, no. We can, I'd inhaled. like to talk more about the you, uh, about about the, yeah. your feelings around Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. But so, um, and also, I wanted to. I, one thing that I tell my trainees to watch is Ric Flair versus Brock Lesnar from Raw 2002. Oh, okay. The reason is now. I'm not saying that you know this is the best match of all time, but I really like my trainees to watch it because it's like it's just two completely different styles, and it's like how can a veteran like Ric Flair, who at the time is, you know, and is, you know, I think, is it true that Ric Flair doesn't even know how old Ric Flair is? I, like, I can I, believe yeah, that. I think like, the, the only way to find out the, is to cut him in half and cut the rings. I, I think, I think that that is the case, but I don't know exactly how old he was, but in there, it's like, you take a look at that and you think, well, Brock Lesnar's just going to gobble this guy up, you yeah. know? But Ric Flair holds his own and it sh- he shows there's, there's a weight. Yes, he, he loses, but he loses with class. You know what I mean? So it's like from a, that's, that's something I really like my trainees to watch. Um, something I want to, I'm going to use like a, a modern one. And this is, you know, because I do feel at ring of honor, we have um, one of the most underrated, probably, I think we've got the most underrated roster right now. Um, but we saw, um, Jay Lethal go against Jonathan Gresham. They're tag partners, but they had uh, an unbelievable technical wrestling match. You know, so obviously, you know, there's there's hundreds of of classic Ring of Honor matches to choose from. But for me, that that match there, um, I think you know it was the it was the atmosphere of seeing it live as well. But just like the technical skill that was on display, that's my type of wrestling. So go check out uh, Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham. If I could pick, you know, one from uh, Ring of Honor that this happened recently, that would be the one to go and check out. Okay, me. so are you are you sticking with those as your three? Uh, I was just kind of 
just blabbing shoot, on. You know what? I'll, shooting the breeze, I, I'm going to go for, you know, again, something else that I really like to watch is uh, Rock versus Hogan from Mania 18. Oh, now that's a definitive because it's, it's, it's never going to be like the, the technical standout, but it's a moment. And I think a lot of people get lost in either wrestling being wrestling or wrestling being moments. And sometimes, sometimes wrestling is just a moment. Yeah. And just it, it encapsulated by the bit where they're just facing each other and the crowd are just swapping over Rocky yeah. and Hogan. Rocky, oh, it was massive. At the same time, though, there's like, there's old stuff that, that is, you know, that people just, for whatever reason... Uh, don't watch quite as much or speak about like there's a few of the really old world of sport guys that I think have like some unbelievable styles of wrestling uh, there's a guy called Terry Rudge okay. um, if you go look up his stuff on YouTube it's really different and I take a lot of influence from him um, go check it out if you, if you like the kind of old like I mean you, do you remember the wrestling channel yes yes yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. I remember yeah I remember they did that was they played a lot of world of sport on there yeah. right? and uh, among lots of other stuff I seem to remember Mo Chantra hosting like a world of sport co- like collection yeah. on there the, the, there's a wrestler called Terry Rudge that I think is phenomenal but you'd be surprised how many big name wrestlers actually you know went through um, the British scene back in the it would have been the 80s right something like that yeah well it was it was sort of seven, late 70s yeah. uh, bit more in the early 80s but the, the predominantly sort of late the yeah. mid to late 70s you obviously you had Dynamite Kid there for a spell as well, and it's it's a funny you hear you hear Les Kellett's name said a lot, mm-hmm. and Nigel McGuinness keeps the spirit of Les Kellett yep. alive whenever anybody uh, d- torpedoes off the ropes. It's always yeah. it's the Les Kellett. I, yeah. my, my favorite story from that was when Nigel McGuinness called his lariat. We springboarded off the ropes, the Les Kellett lariat, mm-hmm. but but in Ring of Honor they misheard him, so they called it the Let's Kill It lariat. Hey, and it turns out it no, no 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 not Let's Kill It. It's Les Kellett. It's an homage to Kellett. There as it go. happens. So we've thrown quite a few there, yeah. which, I'm, which is quite exciting to pick apart. So the, the Mike, let's go back to the Michael's Flair one, uh, which is the first one that came straight off yeah. the top of my mind. Uh, tell us where young Joe Hendry was when, when that match was going down. I think down. I was 15. Um, I, I remember being at high school. I remember watching it. And the reason I bring it up is because, look, you know, if you look back, all signs indicated that was going to be Flair's retirement, but I didn't want it to be, you know? Mm. Um, and I remember at the time literally being on the edge of my seat, so that's why it stands out. Yeah, yeah. it was one. Were you, so you, were you watching it with people? Were you watching nope, it? Cause no, because I didn't know anyone that liked wrestling. Oh, <laughs> mate. Oh, that's, yeah. that sucks. But at the same time, it's sometimes I had, Actually, like I, had, I had one friend. Uh, one friend. But we weren't like super great friends. We were mm. decent friends. Um, but... I actually haven't seen him or and it was his mum that took me to a few events like way back in the day and I like so it was my friend Kyle uh, and he followed wrestling like you know he was tape trading you know that sort of thing like way back then and his mum would take him to you know whatever events were going on he went to everything and you know part of me thinks you know I, I, I'm wondering are they aware of what I'm doing right now you know I'd love to uh I'd love to. His mum was called Margaret, and she took me to my first live event, and you know, really lovely person. And I would like. I think it'd be pretty cool to go like to, to go and say hi. You know, it's just uh, when I think back then, uh, it, just going to see shows as like a kid. 
you know and and now I think where I am when when you're you're in in these situations it, you sometimes have to take stock and look back and go look at look at everything that's happened because it's a gradual process it's day to day it's not kind of go oh god you know one second I'm you know a kid who's watching wrestling on TV who would give anything to have a match and now you know I'm doing what I'm doing in Ring of Honor it's uh it's a crazy thing and you know, it'd be good to go back and say hello to them, actually. When you talk about going back, um, can you remember somebody when you first went to watch wrestling who jumped out at you and kind of lit a light, lit a, lit a, a light under you? I, um, I was a big fan of... Now, the thing is, I guess you'll get a lot of people talking about, um, you know, kind of mainstream companies and stuff like that. But, like, for me... The wrestling channel was was where it was at for me. I loved the wrestling channel. Um, And I, you know, to kind of somewhat tie this in with where I'm working now, I don't know if you remember the, I think it was International Showdown. Yes, Um, this was, um, yeah, I remember it had like, I'm sure, wasn't Mick Foley there? Yeah, Mick Foley, um, Samoa Joe, CM Punk. Raven. I think Raven was there. Yeah, AJ Styles. That's like like, a big thing, yeah. Yeah, it was was huge. Like, I I liked a lot of that stuff. I really liked uh, FWA, and they, I I believe they worked for Ring of Honor, right? They they put on shows together. There was stuff with them. I seem to remember FWA was, was... I, I seem to remember them all over YouTube at one point. They when they they made a bit of a resurgence, and there was I remember seeing stuff with Dave Mastiff in, and there was a whole bit that stays oh God, in my yeah, mind yeah. when they were when it was Martin Stone and Dave Mastiff, and they were kind of this co- this collective of people who were, who had this big contract in America and all this, and they were just running roughshod over FWA. And I always remember this: Robbie Brookside came down. He was working as an older older sort of vet, like a veteran at that point, and he came down like to make the save, and they got on the mic and said, yeah, good luck, Robbie. You get in here, we're going to destroy you, and you know it. You're nothing now, Robbie. There's no point you coming here. And Robbie stops and walks back. And I remember that taking me as, taking me completely to one side. Like, I've never seen that before. Somebody come out to do the save and actually go, actually, they're right. I haven't got it in me. <laughs> and turn away. I think eventually he got in there and took, yeah. took it to them. But in that moment, I was like, wow, that's really, that's new storytelling. Yeah, I just, I want to apologize to anyone watching this. I'm actually holding my dog. <laughs> I think he's he's having a little nap. Oh, he's having so a little I, sleep I can, now. I can put it down. Um, it's a shame we don't have a little little platform from here. So oh, you, can, you know, you uh, yeah, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, no. Mention Robbie Brookside. There's someone who I owe a lot to. Really, he uh, taught me um, a lot. Of, you know, when I was when I was starting out, he was one of the key people um, in my training. So he has really helped me um, kind of refine my style. Um, and which is something I'm getting to showcase now, which is uh, super cool. So you talk about the um, the, the Brock Lesnar Ric Flair match from yeah. 2002, and something you, you show to your trainees. Um, you, for those who don't know, the the Joe Hendry Academy is now a thing. Yes, it's basically I haven't even picked a name for it yet. Let me just be clear. Well, this is what's happened. So basically, we wanted to do a test just to see, you know, is this something that's viable? Is this, you know? So what we did is we just put out a call and said, "Listen, we got twenty spots. Here's the course. It's a hundred quid for an eight week course in Edinburgh. We got the space. Um, this is what we're doing." Da da da. da. So we uh, got twenty people signed up, and we we're just like, "Wow." Um, well, there we go. There's obviously a demand for this, and it's been so rewarding. Like we uh, the other day when we had our a lot of schools um, really spend a lot of time on the in ring stuff, which is what they should do. But I think some sometimes people forget about the promo side of things and the importance of that. So we actually like hired out a little theatre 
for our students to do the promos in, which mm. was really cool. So we had our promo class in a mini theater, which was great because it gives them a gap um, between, you know, the training school to the live shows. It's still a little bit uncomfortable for them, gets them used to that. And wrestling for me is, is about being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. It's going, you know, like, for example, you're terrified when you have your first match, then having a match isn't so scary anymore. Then you're terrified when you work for your first big company and da-da-da. And then, you know, it gets to the point where I've been fortunate enough in that, like, I, I actually... Um, my my first singles match outside the training school was actually in a WWE ring. Wow! Um, so and yeah, I was like, and then I did uh, I um, that was at a tryout, but it was still there. There was no audience there, so it was just in front of like you know CM Punk and Big Show and Fit Finlay. <laughs> oh, is that all? Yeah. So, so no labs. no pressure, no pressure no, at all. No, none at all. Yeah, but that was almost a ridiculous amount of pressure. It made everything else seem not so bad you know um, and then obviously like I, I got to wrestle Kurt Angle in the main event of a pay-per-view and you know how much bigger than that does it get and obviously like you know there are a thousand people there so you can kind of go up in terms of of audience numbers but it's uh, I was lucky to get a few of those experiences early on but I try to say to my trainees you know put yourself in these uncomfortable situations get to get over your nerves and stuff like that and, 
and it fell through for whatever reason. And then I says, let me just, let me, let me see if I can reach out here. So then I said, Kurt, you know, you know, you said, you know, if I've been working hard and, you know, you do the match, you know, well, I might have a company that can make this happen. And then it was a case of like, all right, here's what we need to make it happen. Bit of back and forth from agents. And then there it was, you know? So it was, uh, it was a bit of a bold, bit of a bold one for me, but it paid dividends in that situation. Um, and that match changed my career completely. Before that, I was working like two jobs and being a wrestler, and I just wasn't giving it as much as it needed. And it was just like, you know, what what more, what other sign do you need that it's time to go full time? You know, so then I made the decision to go full time, and it really paid dividends. So Kurt is just the, a, a true professional. He's such a giving person. Um, like if you watch that match, um, you know, it, you know. You could have heard an argument that it could have been, you know, 90% Kurt, 10% Joe Hendry, but he, uh, let's just say, goes out of his way to help build stars and give back to the industry. Um, he is someone I look up to and always will look up to. He's someone who has been instrumental with uh, advice at the right times as well. And he is, uh, you know, I don't, again, I've only really met Kurt, um, a handful of times in person but he's done so much for me it feels like you know he's a mentor to me you know it's a it's a ridiculously exciting time for Ring of Honor yeah um, with and just in for wrestling in general because there is suddenly now so much going on and obviously um, there's news that even more stuff is coming this way what with New Japan announcing stuff for the states as well um, but but more importantly for you you're part of uh, something huge in Ring of Honor who is there in Ring of Honor that maybe you're not facing on the Honor United mm -hmm. Tour, but that you would like to face, that you'd like to get in there with and work with. It's there's there's so many. There are there's so many. I mean, if you look at, I mean, here's the thing: when you start talking about the roster, you always miss somebody out, don't you? And you're like, ah, damn it, you know. But the the talent that we have right now, it's it's unbelievable. I th I genuinely think we've got the most underrated roster in wrestling. And you know, there's a lot of kind of politics going on with the Wednesday Night Wars and stuff like that. And I think that people are going to I think the quality of Ring of Honor's wrestling is gonna is gonna shine through here. Um again, like I was saying, Jay Lethal versus Jonathan Gresham is just a technical masterpiece. Um that those two are um those two I think are at the top of the list for me for people I want to wrestle. I've wrestled them uh, in a tag team match. It was myself and Dalton versus them which was awesome you know that was just such a great experience um the live crowd were were just loving it it was it was awesome and um, so that was great um oh there's do, do you know what i'm just going to say it my ideal opponent is um is bully there you go it is a hundred percent a hundred percent if you if you say to me right now well i mean look and then you got to say Roosh, don't you? Because he's he's the world champion yeah, that's but, who you want to work with bully ray i but, get but bully ray is to me if you if you sat me down in a room and says, "All right, you pick who are you going to work with?" That's going to be my choice every day of the week because he knows what he's doing. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. His uh, understanding of wrestling, his physicality. Um, I just if that's something you can get your teeth stuck into. You know, if you look at, for example, look at when uh, look at what happened to Flip Gordon's career after he worked with Bully. You know what I mean? That's I want that. 
And I think that that's something I could get my teeth stuck into. That's if, if you're smart and you're offered the choice, that's the answer that anyone should give, in my opinion. But I don't want to miss anybody out because on, on the same token, you're going to learn so much. You're going to push yourself as an athlete to wrestle somebody like Jay Lethal or Jonathan Gresham. Again, look at Lifeblood as well. You've got... Um, Obviously, look, look at the star power that we've got in Villain Enterprises. There's, again, this is the thing, you start you start missing people out, don't you? Even, like, people that are coming through the ranks. Um, there's a guy, uh, Josh Woods, who's just this unbelievable amateur wrestler who, because of, like, I'm kind of, you know, influenced by that style as well. There's cool stuff that, that me and him can do if we face each other. It just feels like the possibilities are endless right now, and it's just, like, a fresh perspective on wrestling. And, like I say, I've been a British wrestler. But now I'm going, I'm crossing the pond every, you know, multiple times every month. Um, and it's, hey, it's the, the, the jet lag is, it gives you, a, as a competitor, you need, the, the great thing is you go in the day before, so you get a chance to kind of adjust and acclimatize yourself. But, you know, you, this is the thing you got. One thing I've learned is through traveling, you actually need to increase your cardio because um, the jet lag is going to, have an impact on that so now you need to push yourself even more so i've been doing all my amateur wrestling drills and all that stuff but then obviously there's dalton castle there's a reason that me and him are working together right now because the battle is who's the most entertaining in ring of honor there's other questions on the ring of honor roster that are being answered and they're facing each other but right now who's the most entertaining in ring of honor who's the entertainer and that's that's a fun confrontation and we need to we need to to uh see where this goes but if uh, if management can be the choice, Bully is the answer. Bully's a great example of somebody who is who can who's completely done a one eighty on what brought him in. Like you watch you watch him in the eighties in ECW as sort of like the stuttering member of the Dudleys, and suddenly now he's almost he's almost like this. And I mean and I mean this and I mean this with love. He's like a junkyard Dusty Rhodes in the sense that he's just like this gritty character with with shades of the American Dream in there as well. Not just in in presence, but in certain, in terms of uh, in, in terms of stature and in terms of respectability. And uh, yeah, I genuinely can see the appeal of you wanting to mix it up with. I mean, that's, Bully Ray. you got to, you know, you got to have a pair of balls to, to wrestle somebody like that. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like you look at the physical presence that he brings when there's a reason he has the reputation he does. When he walks in the room, you know someone is you know if even if he was even if he wasn't a wrestler, there's certain people that when they walk past, you're like, ah, they're somebody. Mm. And the the type of people that carry that presence are few and far between, but he's got that presence. And there are other people in Ring of Honor who have that presence. But look, when you go into a new company, you got to pick on the biggest bully in the yard. And, uh, you know, if you're giving me the choice, that's it. He's coming for you, bully. He's coming for you. <laughs> Uh, so uh, we picked some matches to take on to the Desert Island. The other things that you need to take uh, are um, a movie, so mm -hmm. favorite movie of all time, an oh, album. Oh, Jesus, I know, right? Tough, an album and a luxury item that right, you can have okay. with you. So let's start with a movie, like a movie that you simply could watch over and over and over again. Okay, so my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. All okay. right. That's, but then again, he, that's a really tough question because just because something's my favorite, doesn't mean it's the one that I'll watch the most. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the that's the catch. That's the tough too. one. It's not just instantly going. Oh, what's the best? Like, for example, sure. I know basketball sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I can watch that more than any other movie. Well, it's you awesome. You know what I mean? It's, it sucks, but it's awesome. I love basketball. Um, I think that's just it. Just to be honest, it just it really relieves the stress. Uh, so I love basketball. Um, I, you know what? I'm, but the thing is. 
I think The Exorcist is the greatest movie of all time. Yeah. So my favorite's Pulp Fiction. The Exorcist is the greatest movie of all time. But basketball is the one that I'd probably take along with me because, you know, you, but then again, I'm one of these guys that I overthink everything. Now I'm thinking like, <laughs> yeah. so when you're on the desert island, you can watch this one thing. You're going to drive yourself insane. But you've got three you know? other wrestling matches as well. That's true. Okay, and beautiful scenery all around you. That's true. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, yeah, those, those, those are the movies I'll oh, go with. Okay. Uh, how about an album? An album. That's really tough. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, really tough. Do you know it's been really popular? Pink what? Floyd. Really? Quite a few people have shouted up Pink Floyd. Ah, well, good for them. I'm not going to shout Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Pink Floyd are talented. It just ain't my thing, right? But um, I'm going to go for uh, Weezer, the Blue Album. Okay? Um, that's that's up there. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac would be up there. But then I'm telling you, man, there's... Uh, honestly, see that kind of... Now, this is... Now, now hear me out on this. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Hear me out on this. It's wide right? open. I tell you what. New Metal was a hell of a time. <laughs> it was a hell of a time. Man. New Metal was a hell in, of a drug. In, <laughs> Infest by Papa Roach is a belter. Wow. It is, it is. Like, right. The thing is, it's like it might not be like the coolest album ever. Go listen to that start to finish. It's a beast. I'll, I'll listen to that in the gym quite often and just power through the whole thing. Um, and because they've got like this hidden track at the end, which is like kind of reggae and chilled out. So it's like, you know, once you've done your workout and all that. But not that I get my workout done in the 37 minutes that the album is <laughs> or however long it is. Um, but like Hybrid Theory by Linkin Park's badass as well. Um, a lot of badass music then, but um, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is awesome. Weezer Blue is unbelievable. Uh, Marshall Mathers LP is awesome. However, I haven't heard it in a while, and I'm now that the words have came out of my mouth, I'm thinking, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably not aged that well, you know? So some of the songs on there, you know, might have to, might have to. Uh, I think he's taken a lot of those things back as well. I think there's some things in that album you probably can't take back, mm. um, you know. But so we might have to leave that. I'll go with Weezer Blue. Weezer and Blue, all right. And a luxury item, a luxury, something item. that you, something that you could take with you that make you, whether it makes you feel better, whether it's just like a creature comfort of yours. Do you know what it is? It's can we, can I take him? You can take Rob. Can I take Rob? You are going to Desert Island, buddy. Yeah, yeah you do. You're a good boy. You're a good yeah, boy. Give me a pop. Give me a pop. No, it's too How do you too find tired. being away, um, obviously, you know, a couple of days a month without him? Is he all right? It's, you all right, more importantly. It's, um, oh, it is tough. It's yeah. tough. You do you do miss him. He's, he's, you know, he's my wee best pal, you know. It's just, um, I just didn't quite realize the impact that owning a dog will have on your life. Um, I actually think it's made me a better person. You know, I think it really, uh, it, it makes you take account of your own life in so many different ways. You know what I mean? There's that phrase, it's like, be the person your dog already thinks you are. I think that's a really powerful phrase. And um, I, I think that, you know, life's all a journey and there's you know you have different ups and downs but like right now you know i can kind of look at myself in the mirror and you know be proud of who i am and what i've done and i think that he's kind of helped me to to get there i think having a dog um helps you to be less selfish because my schedule revolves around him and not me you know what i mean so it's like like for example he he's just had an operation so he needs to be looked after 24 7 at the moment so you know if for whatever reason, you know, there was a, like, say that there's media or whatever, I, I might have had to do it over the phone rather than come down. I, but I've been thankful enough to the, the media that I'm doing today that allowed me to bring him along. Mm. Um, 
when I say hello, I just kind of showed up. <laughs> he just but yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? Send yeah, you away? I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> but, um, literally, so literally, Jack in our office is allergic to dogs. <laughs> yeah, here that's, he that's, is. That's why I brought him. That's why I brought him. That's why I brought him. <laughs> You're a man after my own heart, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> give, give us a shout out for where, for the the Honor United tour once more. So where can people come and see you? Okay, so basically, um, Friday, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, you're going to see some of the best wrestling in the world. You're going to see, um, for what's awesome as well, someone I haven't mentioned, Mark Haskins as well. Um, he's going to be on the tour. Um, he's, you know, based in, in the London area, so that's going to be huge for people in that area. It's going to be huge for him. Um, I really I really look up to Mark in a lot of ways. He's um, he's kind of like my road dad a little bit, you know? Like, we tend to, we room together quite a lot, and uh, I tend to be quite sort of, I overthink everything, um, which really works in my favor a lot of the times, uh, a lot of the time, but but not always, whereas Mark is really kind of, he's, he's pretty relaxed, he's composed, so it's good to balance out those to uh, those two personalities, it's like it's like a sitcom, you know. But um, as a friend um, and a colleague, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing the you know what I'm sure is going to be a kind of roaring reception um, when he comes out. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, also, it's great to return to York Hall. That's where I wrestled uh, Jonathan Gresham before I was signed, and I really feel that's the match that kind of pushed it over the edge for me, you know. So it'll be cool to return there. But like I say, I've got this this big entrance for my World Television Championship. Title title match with Shane Taylor as well which is huge for me and uh, this is a title I've challenged for before in I believe 2018 mm-hmm. and now um, this would really be coming full circle from watching you know the other two Brits on the tour winning the title in 2016 this is giving me my chance to etch my name in history you know and in Ring of Honor is is a company that pushes you to you know when you're talking about you know what matches would you take on Desert Island and stuff like that it's it's the type of company that pushes you to try and have those matches and I really I feel I just feel in my gut that this this atmosphere on this tour is going to be electric so that's what we're doing uh, the first night on the second night um, in Newport it's myself uh, versus Matt Taven like I said the rules of Ring of Honor um, like say if my confidence in my abilities pays off and I am who I say I am I'll be walking into that next event in Newport defending the championship against Matt Taven and then Silas Young the night after that so these are all big matches for me um, This I know the company's putting me in this spot for a reason it's time for me to deliver and be who I say I am you know so this is a, a huge opportunity for me but also for for mark um and anyone who's a fan of wrestling and the british scene and this is just going to be make sure you come down this is just it's we're we're going to push we're going to push the boat out the you you'd be surprised if you've never been to ring of honor as well the the production value as well the show is just it's there's a real history to it. You know, when you see the barriers for the first time, because you know what it's like, you've seen it, you've been seeing it on, whether it be the wrestling channel or wherever you've seen it from like 2000. I remember I've been watching Ring of Honor from 2003. You know, I remember seeing that that first triple threat for, for the championship. I believe it was... Um, Low-key. Yeah, Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. And was it... Eli Skipper? No, no. It wasn't any Guerrero, was it? I feel really no, bad. no, no, no. It wasn't the. Uh, I think I think you're getting confused with the. There was a triple threat. It wasn't in uh, Ring of Honor. The 
the I'd, or did Eddie Guerrero wrestle for Ring of Honor? He did. He definitely did he? Did, right, right. He definitely did um, at least a match. Yeah, Ring of Honor. But I mean, I'm going I'm going way back here to, yeah. to wrestling channel days. But I remember, you know, if you look at the the prestigious names that have gone, you know, pun intended, that have gone through the company, it's it's the who's who. Mm. You know, I, I mean, if you look at the other companies, right? Look at their their top talent. Where where have they come from? You know, this this company breeds success and it's a, it is literally an honor to be there you know it's a, it's a cheesy answer but that's the truth and i think that we have the most underrated wrestling roster in the world and the good news about that is that like i said there's a lot of buzz in the wrestling industry but everyone on our roster is hungrier than ever to prove that we are who we say we are that that ring of honor i mean again if you look at Look at Ring of Honor's contributions to wrestling. Again, look at the impact they've had on all the companies around them. Um, I feel like we've really been a constant in terms of quality, and I feel like that's what we're going to deliver on the tour as well. Look at the names as well. It's absolutely stacked. Um, it's going to be an awesome time. So we're doing London on Friday, Newport on Saturday, Bolton on Sunday. So make sure you get along to at least one of those, and I'm going to be pushing Hasslin Management to get another Scottish date, because I remember we did that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you I know. big Scottish I know. homecoming still to happen. I know. I'll be pushing for that it. That should definitely be a thing. Well, just like for, for, for all of us, it's, it's like as long as you know that Everybody watching this, everybody around the country has just, I've, I feel like I've been rooting for you for years. Oh, thank you. And man. it's one of them where it's just like, yeah. I've watched you go from there and there and, oh, there, thank you, and there and there. So when when it flashed up, like Joe Hendry's joined Ring of Honor, it's like, well, of course he has. That thank was you, the, if, and I, You know, I'm, don't, I mean was, that in the best possible way. It was a big, of course he it has. was a huge thing for me. It was a big day for me. Uh, like I say, in 2016, I flew myself over to their tryout, you know, over in Baltimore. Mm-hmm because I just, my gut told me that's where I needed to go. And like I say, I've been fortunate enough in that I had a few options, but this is what my gut told me was the right thing to do. And that decision has paid off because the thing that I think really works about Ring of Honor is that there's a direction there, but the talent are, there's an understanding that the, if, if, if the talent are given the opportunity to, to take the ball, they will run with it. You know, the ta- if the talent are given the opportunity to express themselves and do what they do, I really appreciate that. The process of my entrance videos is the exact same. They just, they, you know, that's one of the reasons they hired me, and they, they don't want to change that. And it's difficult because, you know, obviously it's a predominantly American audience, and the humor of the entrances is predominantly British humor, but. You, you make slight adjustments like so for example if you see my new entrance music in Ring of Honor I've made that very much with the American audience in mind as well but there is part of me that's like you know what there are people in America who appreciate British humor, humor you know and maybe I just steered into that niche um, and but that this is the thing we're given such a great opportunity to be creative and try new things and it doesn't feel like you're you're walking on eggshells you know what i mean it's like you can make suggestions and and try new things and do things and i think when you give wrestlers that opportunity good things happen well let's have good things happen to you then i know they will awesome. here on in Go and, smash uh, it. congrats to yourself as well it was uh you know it was great to see you getting the job here and do oh well. bless and, you you know you do oh, a, yes. you, hey, no you do a great job you do a great oh, job on the, on the new stuff stop it <laughs> <laughs> but no well done to you too thank you to you well done to everybody and well done to you you've well been brilliant love you grommet for- 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.